0: Hey, how's it going? This is Champagne Sharks, episode 21. I'm here. Actually, first, let me introduce myself. This is T. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky Rawls, R-I-C-K-Y-R-A-W-L-S.
1: And I'm joined by my co-host, Mike. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for joining us. This is Mike. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at TheBlackException1. Also the handle is Dear White Jesus. So glad to have everybody here and let's get it going. Okay.
0: So my on Twitter this weekend, like my my mentions have been like a total grease fire. I think they jumped to dumpster fire at some point, but one of the things that people got pretty upset, upset with me about, I was um there was an article about Dave Chappelle and it was Jezebel. That did the article, and the Dave Chappelle article was basically saying how, oh, he's still doing trans jokes. And the trans jokes he said, I personally didn't find them particularly funny. But at the same time, the point that I was trying to make was even though I didn't find them particularly funny, is that I didn't really laugh at what they put, I didn't find them to be any more offensive than the jokes he made about black people for years and he was able to get rich off of that coin catchphrases and get to the point where he can make 60 million dollars for netflix specials i remember the mad real world that was a a sketch of black people around on the real world and it was just nothing but like uh, stereotypes and stereotypes yeah yeah he had the min he had the minstrel and I think the the I can't remember the minstrels were like singing about like fried chicken or watermelon. I forget what it was. There's the crackhead, and then there's the oh, one yeah, where yeah. Uh, he made fun of reparations, where he was saying like if black people got reparations, they'd be too stupid or primitive to spend them
1: Oh yeah, correctly. Like the, the yeah. yeah, the KFC uh, stock went up, and yeah. Crazy yeah, that that's a good one. I, I forgot. I forgot about
0: that one, but yeah, yeah. The, the KF stock went through, went through the roof. I um, I was able to enjoy. I was able to enjoy all that stuff, but I just find it funny that third parties were fine when he was doing
1: all that, you know, yeah, and loving it. They loved it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody could but, get enough of Chappelle. Everybody was heartbroken when he left after the second season. You know, he. He was loved across all identity lines.
0: Yeah, yeah. And somebody even put it to me because when I put the thread on Twitter, there were certain things people were saying in response to me. And like one of them was, hey, it's okay because he's it's different because he's black and he's making fun of himself. But if he he's not trans. But I don't really buy it because I think personally, if a trans person had a show. Because first of all, his co his co writer and his co creator was a white guy. Um, Yeah, Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan. It wasn't a hundred percent black affair. Like, like you know, there there was a a white uh, co creator, and I'm sure there were white uh, people in the writing staff. And let's be real: if you're on Comedy Central, you're not. It's not a for us bias thing. Like you know, it's it's like a it's like a Like this this movie. I mean, this show was made, in my opinion, you know, with the
1: white audience in mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's. it's
1: I, I definitely agree. And like you said, he, he was not the sole content creator on that show. Nobody believes that. And you can't, you know, some of those uh, stereotypical uh, skits that he was doing weren't just inspired by his thought process. So but that's OK, because he's there, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah exactly like you know he's not he's not doing it alone as a black person and he's not doing it for a primarily black audience you know this that that show was mainstream targeted it was it was well, you know a lot
1: of, i noticed that a lot of white people use that kind of argument man where it's like okay um i can say this racist crap because thomas Sowell said it or jesse Lee Peterson said it so it's cool right i mean they agree with me so it's fine but they will never take the you know opposite stance like you know what if a trans person didn't mind Dave Chappelle well that's just her or him or yeah whatever. yeah and, and, and they, they was, he can't they can't give you a pass for the whole group but one black person can give you a pass for yeah. saying all the crap that you say
0: yeah i agree with that like i think if i think if a trans person if a trans person did what chappelle did you know like co-created the show with the non trans person and then the two of them started trafficking in all um the worst stereotypes for about trans people for a non trans audience. Uh yeah. I- I'm sure they wouldn't just give a pass and saying, Oh, it's fine because a trans person was involved. They would kind of treat that trans person I think as very problematic to the Street cause. Sellout. Yeah. 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 Like, like if it was like a, yeah, exactly. If it it there's a trans character and it was called Tricky McTrickerson and what he's doing. Yeah. And what, uh, the trans character is doing, she's, um, she's specializing in tricking straight people. Well, about uh, her, about her gender and she, she makes it as a catchphrase like tricked you again like you know or, or, or maybe like, like the character's called like uh tricky dicky and and the joke is that um uh, she's tricking uh um not cis cis cisgender heterosexual people I, i'm not good with the terminology like yeah and the whole the thing guy. is she's tricking cisgender um hetero people and then the punchline is when they find out that she has a penis, like in the uh, Crying Game, and then the character was would be called Tricky Dicky, and then she, like she laughed at the camera, like tricked him again. Like I don't oh, think trans man. people would be cool. With, would, would be cool with a character no. like that. You no. know what I mean? No.
1: Even if man, it was a trick. Me? E- yeah. Even if they they was got a- everything, every sponsor, every, the, the the network. There, I mean, not just the trans people. All the other. Allies of the LGTB community—they would all be out there in full force: straight, gay, hetero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biopsies, I totally, whatever. I
0: totally agree. I totally agree. I think um, we're just so used to kind of black people being a butt of the joke. These because tr- some, some people were telling me, oh, you know, oh, it's different because he, it's edgy and. It's edgy and um, insightful, whereas the trans stuff just isn't funny. But I mean, what's really edgy and insightful about the crackhead, about the KFC stock going up uh, because black people got reparations? You know, I'm not saying this to bash, I'm not saying this to bash um, Dave Chappelle and say that. yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to say that people need to be consistent about this stuff. Like when he was yeah. trafficking in black pain and black stereotypes and reducing them to punch lines for white consumption, not only was it fine, but he got really rich off of it. Exactly. It was it was
1: they enjoyed it and they rewarded him for it. Yeah. And wanted more.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think that was one of the points he was trying to make, like from the article I'm going to read some of the stuff that that he said. He then tried to make a fairly complicated point about his own frustration with all this talk about how they feel inside because, quote, since when has America given a fuck about how how anyone feels inside, end quote? He ended by arguing that sometimes he thinks, quote, the only reason all of us are talking about transgenders is because white men want to do it. If it was just blacks and Mexicans, like... Hey, y'all, we feel like girls inside. They'd be like, shut up, nigger. No one asked how you felt. And then in the New York Times review of the Radio City show, there was also this excerpt in the article. Mr. Chappelle makes pleas for treating transgender with respect, even praising the courage relative to Rachel Dolezal. But when he goes deeper into his feelings, he returns to the frame of race. He finds the discussion about sensitivity toward transgender, quote, reeks of white privilege, end quote, and wonders repeatedly why it's easier for Caitlyn Jenner to change gender than it was for Cassius Clay to change his name. So the jokes aren't just purely just to make fun. He's um, trying to make an insightful point. You may or may not Agree with his insightful point, but um, he is trying to make a point, but there's no edgy and insightful pass for that.
1: The way there is, uh, they're downright dismissive of it. It seemed like, yeah, dismissive. Oh yeah, I mean that that bothers a lot of them too. When you when you they like they're tired of hearing about race. They like every time you make a point about you know the differences in reaction along racial lines, they automatically just kind of. Want to tune it out and disconnect, and that 's the point he was making it 's like yeah it 's okay if you 're white and you 're this, but once you 're black, nobody wants to hear about it anymore. once you bring that racial aspect into it, everybody tunes out and and he
0: was conscious if you see his um behind the what 's it called um actor studio I forget that show that interview show um I think it's called inside the actor Studio. He talked about how he kind of realized a lot of problems about his uh comedy. That's what made him give up the show and go to Africa. Like like he realized that people were laughing a little too hard at the wrong things at his show and he kind of realized, wait a minute, they're kinda of laughing at me, not with me, and I kinda of sold my people out with the show. And I think being that he's conscious about that, I think that's part of this commentary that he's doing. He's like I'm going to do something about another group and I know it's going to be taken way more problematically than the stuff I did about black people. And then he, he follows that with, you know, the point he made about how people care more about the trans cause than the black cause. So like, I don't think he's just, doing it just to be a frat boy i think there is a point like like he's he's conscious of how problematic his black images were and he's conscious of the fact that he's now doing jokes about trans people but he works that into the act he brings it back to race he's like see how see how you have such a problem with these uh trans jokes and how you didn't have a problem with the black ones and he ties it into what's going on with with the with the discourse right now like 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 there's this guy rod dreyer uh, that came up with um, came up in conversation with Dr. Curry. Uh, you heard that episode, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Rod Dreher, you know, has had a long history of saying messed up things in the mainstream about uh, black people, and he even said it was quoted saying, "Yeah, you know, I get very um, scared when I see a black man." And he also said. A lot of messed up things about, like when black people call to complain about this article he wrote about Aaliyah dying and saying, you know, I'm tired of hearing about it. Why are all these people? Who was she? She's a nobody. Uh, when they complained about that, he he um was making fun of their broken English in the in the complaints. He put like some kind of um answering message, you know, saying like, you know, please use correct English correct your grammar you know he was he was mocking he was mocking the callers and he just wrote a thing in the new york times like he's he's still legitimized like and charles murray still gets uh treated as a real sociologist even though he wrote the bell curve uh andrew sullivan has basically um showing himself to be very sympathetic to race science and all this stuff and he gets to do a cameo in batman versus superman you know but then you have things like or around the breakfast club uh two black feminists came on and made this statement that black men are the number two killer of um black women like above almost every other almost every type of disease i forgot what they said the, the number one thing was but various experts corrected that stat and said no it's not true one of them was um tommy curry he even gave all the stats and he pointed out that the one source that they were using that said that actually printed a retraction. And yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. nobody said, Oh, we're going to cancel the breakfast club over that. You know, even black people were like, uh, you know what? Deal with it. Stop being ashy. Stop being a hotel. But when this happened, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when this happened, uh, where one of the guests made a joke about, Oh, you know, if a trans person, Um, was to trick me and I was to have uh, sex with them oh man I'd I'd be mad I would put hands on them you know I would uh, I would I would be highly upset I would I think you might use the word I would kill them and that's exactly what he said yeah yeah black people were rushing to keep um, you know for the trans for the trans people and 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 cancel breakfast club or you know I'm done with breakfast club became a, a hashtag and I'm like wow you're not willing to do this for um, black men who, like you know, share share your race, but you're rushing to uh, do it for trans people. And this is not to condone what Lil Duvall said, but I do think it's 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 interesting how these double standards work. Right? People get to skip black people on the line to humanity all the time. It seems, you know. If,
1: I would like to. I would like to. But to say about what little duval said or little duval I don't want to mess up the brother's name um what he said was that if a transgender person was to trick him and actually he had sex with that transsexual person he would be so upset that he would kill them and and people were like oh you know they took, they took it to Oh, he was talking about killing transgender. He wants to kill transgender black women like he did. He was talking about one specific individual who violated. He It's what he would consider. A, it's what I would consider a violation of my right to consent, you know, my right to know, you know, what I'm getting into. And I would I would feel violated. And I don't know how I would react. But, you know, to me, that's almost a, akin to, to rape. Well, well, you
0: know, it's funny you said that because in in the online social media activism world, there's this thing called um, stealthing. And stealthing is if you're a guy and you um, are having sex with a woman and you pretend to wear a condom, but you secretly take it off or you secretly never put the condom on, then you have unprotected sex. That's called um, stealthing. And there's yeah. very um, little tolerance for that in activism. Sort. Of.
1: Actually, I think California just passed a law recently to make that a felony. I think.
0: Um, I, I can believe it. If I'm Not mistaken. And it's and it's treated it's treated as a uh, rape. You know, it's it's ca- yeah. it's called a form of rape. So yeah. that 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 in itself, you know,
1: is a form of uh stealthing. It's trans stealthing. It's trans stealthing. I don't know how you know you know. I don't know how guys have sex nowadays. I don't know. They do it differently, but I, I'm a hands-on kind of guy. I'm, you know, like I like to get like to get in there and mix it up a little bit. So I, it, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Even though, even if, if it never got to that point, if I could get in there and I, and you know, I, you know, I, I, I find Captain Winky in there, I might going to be happy about it. Yes. Even if I don't get to that. Hey, I would be upset if I'm, if I'm over here, you know what I'm saying? playing footsie under the table and i find out <laughs> yeah yeah you know, like, oh damn what that yeah yeah
0: no I, I feel you on that and I, I, what i find interesting is i'm not saying you can't criticize little duvon for what he said but i just find it kind of interesting that it's hypocritical y- yeah he, or
1: double standardish
0: <laughs> yeah because um uh, if you bring up well yeah what he said is wrong you shouldn't even jokingly talk about killing um trans people even jokingly you at the same time can't bring up but also trans stealthing is dishonest as well like it's not even allowed to be put on the table in the um discourse and a lot of people who are talking about boycotting the breakfast club went as far to defend it they're like there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with um doing that it's not tricking because the person didn't explicitly ask are you trans and i was like oh come on who's so people have to just assume you are so, so, so i mean it's, it's just a funny it's just a funny um double standard and i feel like it's kind of i don't think it's helpful if you can't talk about all these things you, you, you know what i mean if you treat things as they're just so radioactive
1: to discuss that you just have to just yeah they broke no type of disagreement at all if you if you disagree, if you have a different point of view, then now you just labeled as a hater, uh, a transphobe, or whatever phobe, you know whatever you know the topic is. You're gonna be, you know, yeah, anti that, yeah, you're anti whatever that is now. No matter because you disagree with their point of view.
0: No matter how uh, civil you try to be or respectful of rights, like you say, hey, you know, no one has a right to lay hands on. on a trans person or kill them trans people.
1: Not not because they're trans. Yeah. Now, listen, you know, you know, listen, things happen. You know, people, you know, you probably should keep your hands to yourself in all situations. Yes. But if there's some type of issue with between you and a person that is trans, it doesn't automatically get to be because the person is trans. It could be, you know, he's a trans and he's an asshole. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, not, a, not a calling you a, a hate crime.
0: It's tough, but I, I just feel like there's no way to um, respectfully bring up these issues because I was no, I was being because c- they're not honest. They're not going to be honest about it. Yeah, no. I was uh, accused of um, wanting black trans people to die or denying that black trans people really. Oh yeah, in the um, in the thread, I was accused of that, and I kept trying to put disclaimers like, "Look, I'm not saying." x y and z about like i'm not not saying that they deserve anything to happen to them and i'm saying i'm saying i've tried to put as many disclaimers as i could as i believe that trans people deserve to have all the rights and respect that anyone else has that their humanity shouldn't be diminished in in any way i'm just saying that i noticed that they have kind of they kind of skipped the line on the way to being recognized as human over black people to the point that oh, um you know there's such a double standard you can say what you want and i don't think they're making fun of yourself excuse flies for the reason that we said earlier you know what i'm saying yeah. because i don't think they would even accept a trans person doing to trans people what dave Chappelle did to black people but you can see it in a million other ways like look how the all-star game was canceled the NBA All Star Game right. because of the trans bathroom law.
1: Yeah, that thing. Exactly that. that Amazon decided they weren't gonna be there, and like, you got these major corporations. Yeah, essentially boycotting the state based on that law. But oh, and you know, like all these organizations, they they, they get loud and they they have this uh, far-reaching voice. But then when you come to black issues, like it's like ooh, the silence is deafening. You can't. You can't find a friend. Yeah. Yeah. In the lgbt community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is there anybody talking about um, be, uh, boycotting the Twin Cities over Philando Castile or any or um, any organizations? Or How about. Yeah. Exa- yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How about Missouri uh, with with the fact that they're passing this uh, new law that's basically instituting Jim Crow, reinstituting Jim Crow in that formerly Confederate state. You haven't heard anything from hardly anybody.
0: Yeah. What's the details of um, that law? I know the NAACP um, advocated an informal travel ban because it's uh, this new law, Missouri. So it's so bad. But what exactly are the details behind it?
1: I kind of. Well, they what they did was they, they pretty much made it impossible for you to be able to uh, sue your employer for racial discrimination um uh, apparently the bill was sponsored by a, a state senator that uh is embroiled in a and has been embroiled in several uh, racial discrimination lawsuits from uh, employees and customers of his business and uh what it what you know what it does is kind of like okay say you you're you know you own the business but you hire you know somebody to manage your business And that particular manager is, you know, instituting racial policies and, you know, know, say fires you because you're black or, you know, whatever. Uh, You cannot sue your employer because he is not the one that actually did the discrimination. You see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like they kind of remove like he's. If he didn't do it specifically, the owner of the company, if he didn't do it specifically, like management is not considered ownership. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not. They're not. Oh, oh, so it makes
0: it tougher to hold people accountable
1: for harassment and discrimination. Then basically you could hold you could hold uh, an individual accountable, maybe, but not necessarily the owner of the company, you know, I mean, how many times, you know, nine times out of 10, if the company's big enough, you're never going to see the owner of the company, you know? Yeah. So that, or even, you know, that's a good
0: example of something that um, people are not instituting uh, the corporations or other types of places. I mean, other types, of, other types of entities like, Sports, sports companies, sports, uh, sport teams, they're not rushing to, um, yep. you know, boycott, boycott that, which is, you know, very, very interesting. Uh, look at, but look at Colin Kaepernick. He just, uh, kneeled in protest to a national anthem in, in, yeah. on behalf of black lives. And it's totally okay for that sports organization, all their owners to collude, to not hire him. They basically blackballed him from the league and that's fine that's that's perfectly uh okay so these these organizations will go above and beyond to um uh, that yeah. to make a public statement for on behalf of the trans people and colin kaepernick they they not only do not make a statement for these acquittals of cops for killing black people but they'll punish somebody they go as far as to punish someone for uh Making a statement against, like, they actually took a side against it. When it comes down to it, exactly. Same, same with Obama. When, when, when Obama addresses, um, cops killing, uh, black people unfairly and and basically murdering them in cold blood, Obama always has to hem and haw and do like this both sidesism. Like, you know, well, you know, we have to hear. There's good cops and bad cops. Some of these protesters are thugs. He called them thugs, but you know some of them are peaceful, and it's all these qualifiers. But he and Loretta Lynch, when um, that bathroom law passed, they they were very
1: unequivocal in their language. They were not. Yeah, they they, they were they condemned that totally. They were forcefully. Exactly, I, there was no mistake.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they did it very very forcefully they called it the new jim crow the new they said it was, they said it was the new forefront of the civil rights battle and stuff and i'm like wait a minute the old civil rights battle hasn't even been uh fixed fixed right? like <laughs> like how how can you say this is the new forefront of um the civil rights battle when you haven't when the old one is still going on there's people getting acquitted for killing black people in cold blood
1: some of them not even uh yeah, we're lo- we're losing ground mm. with these uh voter restriction laws and purging the voter rolls, and you know we're we're losing ground. And you're talking about you know something that's really you know I guess I don't want to be like minimizing whatever they're you know, but it's affecting such a very small percentage of the population that it's like I mean, wh- where's the priorities? What shouldn't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's. it's so you prioritize like, you know, how nearly fuller, you know, his definition of justice is, you know, what well, part of it is that giving the most constructive um, help, people that need the most people that most need the help the most get the most constructive yes. help first. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And, you know, it's kind of like a triage system. It's like where, you know, this is, you know, this person's got like a stubbed toe, but, you know, I got a knife in my chest. Like who do you deal with first, and it, they seem like they have to. They have no sense of and who to deal yeah. with, like
0: dealing with the major problem. Yeah, and first. I think that's kind of what um, Chappelle was trying to say. Is like uh, because white people have made this a cause that they deemed work because a lot of people, a lot of people, getting mad at me. They were saying, "Hey, um, there's a lot of black trans people dying. There's a lot of black this," and I'm like, "Yes." There are. I'm not minimizing that, but white people are the ones deciding that the black trans people matter or don't matter. It's not you. And what I mean by by that is there's a lot of things that black people are upset about that white people choose or don't choose to lend weight to. Like, for example, there's a lot of black people upset about what Colin Kaepernick is upset about and upset that he's gotten blackballed from mm. the NFL over it. And, you know, they're not, sig- they're not signal boosting the unfairness of that. You know, it's not, you're not the one that's making, uh, the black trans issue trend or making it right. get boosted. I mean, there's been 15 trans that's, uh, this year so far, I think uh, three days ago was the 15th and the media has had like a rash of articles about, you know, the epidemic levels of it. And
1: is that an uptick? Is that a, is that an increase? Um, I think, it.
0: I I think actually, you know what, I'm not even going, going to lie. I don't, I don't know, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be covered and it shouldn't be whatever, but I don't think these people realize, uh, the people bringing this up that it's not up to you if it trends or not, you know it's like yeah. they're using a lot of these people are using the experience of specific black trans people as a way to help themselves and help the overall trans cause. You see what I'm saying like 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 right they realize that hey, if we um uh, race in this as well it'll help it be extra it'll be help it look extra sympathetic
1: oh well you get you get a lot of people that you know that otherwise i don't know it's just you know it's add numbers to the cause you know yeah um, yeah yeah especially if you're getting involved in social media and whatnot because i think i think black people are more involved with the social media aspect of things and they really can boost it, you know, as far as that's concerned and get you know, and it gives them cover to do, you know, hey, you see they everybody's with it. You gotta be yeah, with Yeah, 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 because, because the, you know, we're all together. We're all one big unit. Yeah, yeah, because because
0: we're we're good at um making things trendy and, and
1: pop. Hashtag go go viral.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think they realize, you know, if we um help get make black people the face of of this, they're going to really Spread the publicity, you know, but there's a lot of things that black people make trendy that doesn't lead to any real world action. Like, you know, we made Black Lives Matter a popping hashtag and it didn't lead to any, um, it didn't lead to any convictions. At the end, at the end of the day, like we don't have the power to make things actionable. We don't have the power to make things, we can make things trend, but we can't really make things law at the end of the day white people are the ones that really make the consequences happen or not happen and that's something that i think a lot of these people who are attacking me aren't realizing
1: exactly and then you get a lot you know yeah well now you can get married but they can still shoot you with impunity yeah so it's like you you got it on you got you yeah you rode on that train but you riding on the train with people that don't care if you live or die really they just use you to help boost their agenda because you, you somewhat agree with that agenda, like, you know, on that specific issue or that intersection. But when, when that's over, they go back over to white supremacy and you're still out here, you know, getting miseducated in schools. What they're not saying nothing about. They're closing schools down left and right here and there. Still got, you know, crime. You still got, uh, uh, police misconduct and abuse. They're planting drugs every time you turn the camera on. I mean, and they're not saying nothing about none of that. So, I mean, it's like, how do you look at that and still want to ride with them? I don't get it.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's,
1: I don't get it. bro. I don't know. That's, it's very frustrating for me to, for, for black people to put their sexual identity before their racial identity. Nobody's discriminated. I'm sorry. Nobody's a, nobody's, these police officers aren't shooting you down because you're gay. Yeah, and you know.
0: and and I think something that's um, interesting about this too is I don't think they realize. I think Black has been the losing team for a long time, and it's been the losing team for like basically for the bad. News yeah, fans, yeah, maybe. yeah. Exactly. It's, it's been the losing team. It's been the losing <laughs> team. Yeah. You got it. Does it does the team? Yeah, sucks, it's been man. a losing team for hundreds. You gotta embrace that. You yeah, got hundreds of years. It's been like just a losing team, and if I get it, sometimes you know it's like that that movie line, like get with the winning team. Like sometimes you f- want when you see all these,
1: they want to do that Kevin Durant. Yeah, uh, want to go to go to. Yeah, Golden exactly. <laughs> it's like you
0: know, a lot of people were not. You didn't see so many Golden State Warriors fans when they were losing outside of uh the bay area but now i see golden state fans all over in new york all over everywhere people rocking the uh like rocking the jerseys it's cool to be a golden state fan now and i think a lot of black people i kind of get it you just realize damn this team started behind my losing team they were losing worse than 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 my team and They've passed our team, like you know. I'm. I want to get with the with the winning team, and I can kind of see why so many people don't want to be race first. You know, they they kind of get. But there's a lot of
1: racism on these teams. They you they, they're trying to jump. on. I don't think anybody wants to be race first. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't. I, I shouldn't have to be race first. I shouldn't. But that's the know, way you treat. That's the way you treat about, it. Yeah. I shouldn't have to be. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But those, these are where all of my problems stem from, not, you know, all of... The societal ones. The societal problems, not my personal yeah. problems. That's a different issue in the longer one. Yeah, um. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. Like, you can choose to
0: not be race first, but in America, they'll keep reminding you that, you yeah. know, your race yeah. is the most distinguishing thing about you. Even within the dynamics of that team you're trying to jump to. Like, there's a lot of... Uh, there was an article recently about, there was a recent article about how there's this surge in racism in gay circles. Um, let me see if I can find the name of the article. Oh yeah. There's been a bunch of, there's Vice had gay bars can be vice news on vice.com. They had gay bars can be mind bogglingly racist. They had something on taskforce.org, racism and gay online dating the daily the daily dot had racism on gay dating apps is only getting worse shocking pinknews.co.uk which is a a site about gay news shocking survey finds racism is endemic among gay men and then yeah we talked about we talked about Two articles, I think, on past shows. One was on Puffington Post. These are uh, black gay people com- or minority gay people complaining about the racism in the gay world. It's like an, an open letter to gay white men. No, you're not allowed to have a racial preference. That's the title of the article.
1: Oh, I think I read that. Well, that was, that was so
0: Yeah, yeah. And then um, and, on oh, and Daily Beast, they had um, no blacks is not a sexual preference. It's racism. You know, so, yeah, so, oh, there's even a Wikipedia entry for racism in, um, racism in the LGBT community. Yeah, so it's it's actually, uh, created a Wikipedia over it, but the article I was originally looking for, I found it, it's by Donna Minkowitz. it's, um, it says, how the alt-right is using sex and camp to attract gay men to fascism. And it's all about how there's a big surge of uh gay neo- neo-Nazis. And this is to say what we're saying about, you can choose, you don't want to be race first, but there's always going to be reminders from other people that they're not going to be on that program. They're still going to be um, race first. And I'm just saying, I would like, A little bit of consistency. Like, if you're going to make black men the face of homophobia, okay, make that argument, make the case for it, but don't then turn the eye to the rampant racism in the gay community. And, you know, that gets like sympathetic pleas. Like, you know, like the articles we just said, hey, you have to treat us right, you have to do whatever. For them, they're trying to understand and convert them to. The right way, like like they're kind of savable, but like you know, when it comes to discuss black male homophobia, it's just an attack. You know what I mean? Like for, like first of all, I don't believe that. Yeah. I believe it's overstated.
1: But exactly, it's no more. I don't think it's any more prevalent amongst you know uh, uh, black people or black men than any other group of men. Espe- especially, you know, uh, yeah, especially
0: men. when you um, adjust for class, because I mean, I've yeah. I've been to
1: wait a minute. What do you mean? When you adjust for what i mean anymore. is like
0: okay there is a black people are disproportionately uh blue collar or you know uh mm-hmm. poor compared to other groups but if you go to like say like i visited boston a lot and i've been to blue collar white neighborhoods in boston and to me like if you adjust for class a blue collar white guy in boston you know it's like, hey, what are you, queer? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're so openly homophobic. Like, I would think of you when you're just for class, to me, they seem way more homophobic than a blue-collar black guy. If you get to middle-class black people, other middle-class black people, black people with a college education or, or whatever, and you compare them to white people who are middle-class, upper-middle-class, or educated or have been to college— I think the openness to homosexuality kind of tracks. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think people aren't aren't taking oh, okay. the the class and education into account, so they end up taking white people with a certain class level and education level, and then trying to compare them to, say, a blue
1: collar black guy who hasn't traveled a lot. Who hasn't? But they always use that. Yeah, they always do yeah. that with us. You know, they always take the worst of us and make that the, the representative of the whole. Group. Yeah, yeah, the, the 11th, yeah, yeah, exa- you know? yeah, exa- yeah, exa- yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Because, be
0: because I'm I'm telling you, I have seen these blue collar white people, because you can go to you can go to a blue collar black community and go to the church, and there's gay, there's openly gay men leading the choir. In the in the yeah. church. They may not openly yeah. talk about it, but everybody knows this person is gay. And
1: it, Yeah. Hell my grandmother's old my grandmother's old church, well, it was her church until she died. And uh her the the pastor of her church was uh in a relationship with a dude and one of the other members who was also gay seen the pastor down there. Oh, he was married too, yeah. by the way. And he was they was down there in Chicago. At one of those uh, gay pride parades, and he ran into the pastor there.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard plenty of similar stories. So it's, you yeah, know, it's... and I've attended black churches where I've seen plenty of prominent gay members in black churches. They may not be encouraged to um, make it a centerpiece and talk about it, but everybody knows. And right. I don't really think it's the same in a blue collar white church.
1: I, I don't think so. I mean, look at Eddie Long, man. Look at that whole situation. I don't have to talk bad yeah. about the guy that he deceased. But that whole situation with the young man and all that, you know, it listen, black people are the most forgiving people on this planet. I don't care what yes. you say. If, if y'all wanna if y'all wanna label us with something, y'all can put that label on us, because that, that is. That is true.
0: very, that is very true. Maybe. That is that is very true. Um you see it shoot after that murder in Carolina, the, the church, Dylan Roof. yeah yeah Yeah. i mean the the very next day they they said do you forgive and in the courtroom and they they gave they gave their their forgiveness right right then there it's walter walter scott's mom same way yeah
1: i forgive him and she was singing on i don't know what news program that was they were singing and praising jesus and yeah they forgive and they're not gonna let hate yeah yeah that charleston south carolina
0: group the walter scott um family yeah yeah but the, you know the boston marathon uh shooter victims people weren't asking them if they forgive you know and and, and they they weren't even the statements up until the the sentencing
1: you're 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 right i on. think it's a very rude question to ask i don't even know why you how you could even get the nerve to ask somebody that question if they do that's a personal decision yeah don't yeah you think? why is that
0: a priority I mean, to ask I, yeah. like like the day days after the South Carolina shooting, that's the first thing
1: they're asking that fam- those families, that's that, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I guess, cause 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 in most people's minds, it's hard to believe. Like maybe it's just like, you know, it's like watching, a you know, s- something so strange happen. You just gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, view it because like, Hey, they couldn't, you know, forgive like that. So it's just a, it's a, it's a project.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I think it's a big part of it too. And also in addition to being the most forgiving, we're also among the most self policing. And what I mean by that is like black people with the black homophobia talking point, you know, if any argument or any article comes up about that, you'll see on social media, black people rushing to buy into that narrative and admonish other black people And spread that talking point. But if you go to look at any of the um, articles about gay racism, the gay people will double down the racism a lot of times in the comments. If you, if yeah,
1: yeah, if they're if 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 not if not just being defensive, they'll you're right. They'll actually pile on. people with it. Yeah,
0: yeah, they will be. Like I'm looking right now at the Slate article about the rise of uh, gay neo-Nazis and people are just like splitting hairs and being defensive or, you know, some people are even like bringing up like um, actual racist talking points just to even support why the racism is. Uh... Yeah,
1: if, they're, if, 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 not, if not just being defensive, they'll, you're right, they'll actually pile on and go deeper with it.
0: It's so true, because when I look at the comments to the articles that I sent, I'm going to put them in the show notes, by the way, so you can see the comments for yourselves. You'll see a lot of times people will be making excuses for the gay racism, saying it doesn't exist, calling the people of color who write the articles, calling them whiners, calling them names and a few white people will be cool. A few white gay people will be like, no, this is a real problem. This is something that we should address. We shouldn't just sweep it under the table. I'm not going to say that it's all of them. A lot of them do step up and say what's what, but a lot of them in the comments, a far bigger amount, get very angry and attacking and defensive and prove the point. Yeah, they prove the point of the article. What happens too is in the reverse... The black people don't act like that. The black people will be trying over and over to um, reaffirm the narrative of black homophobia. They'll be like, oh, you have to stop. Black homophobia is rampant. This is true. And the ratio will be reversed. There'll be a few people who will say, oh, no, I think this is overstated or I think this is a not fair uh, picture of black people. But they will be kind of attacked. The defensive ones will be the minority and they'll be attacked and by far you'll have the black people who support the whole black homophobia premise doing the dogpile on other black people, particularly straight black men, of painting them as, you know, kind of homophobic monsters, you know? And even in our art we reaffirm that stereotype, like you see in in Moonlight, and that wins an Academy Award. And that had tons of black homophobia in it, like the black men were just, you know, marauding pack animals, just preying on everybody. But I've yet to see a major mainstream movie directed by a gay man dedicated to tackling gay racism and see that get all the buzz for shedding light on a powerful issue and getting nominated for Academy Awards. And as Dr. Curry showed in our last episode there is the data out there to refute much of the claims of rampant black homophobia in the black community
1: yeah i i I agree with you on that uh we love to put our cape on for everybody else except us and you know it's really pathetic you know when you see black people rushing to defend some you know These people really need no defense because there's there's nothing that we could do to them you know what i mean it's nothing that we could you know yeah we could say hey you know we could point out the aspects of uh racism in in the gay community like uh what's that guy michael sam did and you know nobody said nothing no nothing shook nothing happened
0: oh man i am so glad you brought that up i totally forgot about michael sam that is a great example uh Michael Sam, the athlete that came out as being gay, that's a great example because when he first came out, it was being framed as a black homophobia uh, article or or event. Like, they were signal boosting him coming out to talk about all the toxic masculinity in the NFL and all the... Um, black homophobia that he was being subject to and how black people well there are two narratives both how athletes in general don't accept him but how black people in particular are very against um, black gay people and a couple years later after being out for a while michael sam gave some interviews and these interviews got way less promoted than his earlier ones. I think it was in a gay magazine called Attitude. But he was saying how the racism that he got from the gay community far outweighed what he was getting in terms of um, black homophobia. And it was amazing how little these articles were uh, promoted. Like, I can give some parts. is On racism in the gay community, in the article... This is what Michael Sam said. He said, it's terrible. People have told me I'm not gay enough. People have told me I'm not black enough. I don't know what that means. You want to be accepted by other people, but you don't even accept someone just because of the color of their skin. I just don't understand that at all. How are you saying that, oh, I want people to accept me because I'm gay, but I don't accept you because you're black or because you're white or because you're Asian. But on homophobia in the black community... Michael Sam said, I can only go by my experience and the people I've been around. I think it's more accepting, actually. There are a lot of black, openly gay people. A lot of black people have gay friends, cousins, brothers, sisters. They, at least, they have at least one openly gay person. At least it's more accepting. That's my experience. People tell me they have family members who are gay and it doesn't freak them out. And no black person ever freaked out at me. Oh, you're gay. None. There are people who are over-religious who go, oh, you're a fag, you're going to hell. But that's everywhere. Ted Cruz is pretty much anti-gay. And it's, you know, pretty fascinating that he came out with this in 2016. The Black Homophobia articles about him came out in 2014. The former got way more signal boosting and pushing and, you know, were treated as a call to action or you know a call to self police but when this article came out it was barely uh it barely made a blip it was crickets and also a lot of the gay people in the comments to the various gay ma- gay magazines that were discussing uh Michael Sam's updated views again they got very defensive and attacking and denying of any type of epidemic in the gay community of racism. You know, the opposite of what happened when the black homophobia articles came out, when the black homophobia articles came out, you know, a lot of um, woke black people were just like, oh, hell yeah, this is true. You know, this is totally true. Uh, Black homophobia, black straight males, monsters. But what I especially found interesting is I made a thread about that and I called out a lot of the black gay people and the black intersectional feminists who always love to say black men are trash uh black black men are just rampant homophobes i called out a lot of people in the open thread and not anybody specifically in the open thread i said why did the 2014 article make such a wave on social media and regular media but this new updated 2016 interview where he says you know what Black homophobia turned out not to really be a thing to me. Gay re- gay racism ended up being a bigger thing to me. And something that a lot of people came at me to say, which kind of surprised me, they said, well, you know what? It's not a problem what white people do. That's not our. That's not our issue. White people are supposed to be racist. That's up to them to police themselves. I only care about black people because those are my people. Yeah, and it just made no sense to me because... A lot of these same people are super into Black Lives Matter, which is all about calling out white people on racism. So this thing that you're saying doesn't even track. It's not even consistent. You know, this idea that you only care about policing your own because you're always signal boosting uh, DeRay and Netta and Black Lives Matter and all these people. And you're always calling out white privilege and and protesting. So you can't tell me that. It's because you don't. White people are just supposed to be racist, and you're not into calling out white people for the racism. I mean, you have think pieces and long Twitter threads calling out white people for stuff all the time. A lot of you will be the same ones who will be signal boosting uh, Oscars so white and complaining when white people don't give black people Oscars. So it's it's very disingenuous. Yeah.
1: They made that same. Ar- they made that same stupid argument when uh, people were trying to just oppose the treatment of. Uh, Nate Parker, you know, as far as you know, the Academy Awards and all that with uh uh in Affleck, Casey Affleck, and there, there was the same response. Hey, well, hey, yeah, he's you know, I don't care about him. He's white, you know. I'm I only caring about black people and our problems.
0: A lot of people yeah. are very into uh black lives, black lives matter. Like I said, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like you said,
1: you you, you, yeah. say, you, you say you want consistency, but. Really it's just honesty you you need people to be honest, you know what I'm saying, and they're just you know because they're here they're 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 over here at one time and they're over here at the next time Really what they need to be honest about is just say that hey uh I don't like black men and that's it I'm gonna yeah, pile on you guys yeah. every chance I get because of some personal trauma or whatever whatever the reason I don't know why they hate us so much to be honest with you
0: we're We're at an hour, so you know the last couple have gone pretty long, so I'm trying to uh be a little more strict about keeping it an hour. So I think this is a good um, point to end. I'm really glad you remember that Michael Sam point. Cause that's, that's a pretty good one. So I'll, I'm actually going to put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we might as well stop. I don't know. We might, we, I don't know if we have been, and, and and it has not been my intention to be offensive to anybody. I don't think anybody should be harmed, bothered uh, in any type of way, abused for, any reason, sexual preference, race, whatever. So I don't know. I think if we go much longer, we might end up offending somebody that we didn't offend already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I and I, and I hope we didn't, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be as fair and respectful as, as possible. So I, yeah, I, I really hope it comes clear that we're not advocating any type of homophobia or dim- diminishing of trans rights or trans stances. But well, you know, I feel like It'll probably get interpreted that way um, anyway.
1: Yeah, but, probably. Because I mean, people lie. So, you know, they'll twist whatever you say around, you know, Yeah, to, yeah. to me. Even though and even though we're clearly stating that everybody should respect everybody else's human dignity. Yes, yes. And, and that's all uh, I need to say. And I'll
0: add one last thing. I'm open to a dialogue. If anybody who disagrees, if you want to make a case, I'm totally open to that. I just don't really, I hope it doesn't just open with a lot of accusations of being, um, transphobic and hate, like, you know, I, I hope it just doesn't lead to this, just like an yeah. emotional dog pile. Like I, I'm, I'm open to the the dialogue because I, I think,
1: I think yeah, me made, too. Yeah, I hear a, a, a peaceful dialogue, yeah, a, a, yeah, a civil dialogue, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back and forth with people that's calling me names. Yeah, that's, that's just, that's just the end of the conversation right there. So.
0: Yeah, because Twitter is so full of that. But um, yeah, it was good talking to you, Mike. My brother. It's always a pleasure. Talk to you soon, man. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, bro. All right. And everyone out there, be good and be good to each other.